please, please cut the music. We are back. It is the Draft Season Podcast. It is your boy, Young Raz, coming live from where I often do, Queens, New York. I'm with my player partner, Sean 5K. He, we are back. Talk to him real quick. You know what I'm saying? We we here to talk. We here to talk a lot. It's NBA playoff season. Um, a lot, a lot to get into. Jersey your podcast back after a brief hi- hiatus, of course. But I mean, Raz, without further ado, we hitting them off with a little, a little quick, quick hitting pod today. We just want to get into the most pressing topics of yeah. of this round one. Basically, about every it's like about four games played. But I mean, we got to start with the most important question right here, man. Because you know, it's been a lot of. I've seen a lot of takes, a lot of discourse on the timeline, NBA Twitter talking about, do you miss LeBron in the playoffs or not, Raz? You're going to start so there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for me, like, I, I don't. it's not. A, <laughs> I really don't. No, no, no. It's, it's not that it's a, I miss him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, this the playoffs are whack without LeBron or whatever. I think what it comes down to for me is that, you know, we grew up watching him, right? Like, he's been a part of our basketball consumption since 2002. Fuck all the the NBA stuff. Since he was in high school, we've been hearing his name, right? So it's like, it's coming to an end soon. So it's not even about it being, oh, we need him for the playoffs to be good. Nah, I've been thoroughly enjoying the playoffs. It's just that we are running out of opportunities to watch one of the greatest basketball players to ever do it play. So that's why I need him in the playoffs, because I want more of, you know, of what is going to run out very soon. Yeah, now I'm, I'm I'm with you on that, and obviously Bron is one of the goats. It's just funny because people say like, "Oh, the playoffs are not the same without Bron." And like, I think one of the we're gonna get into the most interesting playoff series in a moment. Obviously, I don't even think it needs to be said, but you know, I think it was that moment. We're gonna talk about the Grizzlies, but that what was it? It was that Grizzlies Lakers game early in the season. Who was it? Uh, Jaw was talking crazy Desmond, to Bron. Desmond Bain was talking crazy to Bron, and it's just like, bro, these young cats are not afraid of Bron no more. And like you just talk about the league and like how we we say this weekly, we say this every time we talk on the pod, bro. Like the league is so many stars coming. Like the league is just packed with with talent and guys looking to take that next step. And they are not afraid of of, of Brown no more. And that kind of like he's still he's still kind of like the alpha figure in the league. It'll be hard to top that. But but yeah, these guys are coming for that throne. And I think like even people like oh we miss Brown. Like yeah, I would love to see Brown in it too, but. Ain't, ain't much sympathy from me, at least, because, you know what I'm saying, he played a big part in why that team – or he had a – you know what I'm saying, he had – he was pulling strings on Puppet Master, and he's the reason why the Lakers, obviously, you know, whatever it was, didn't make it to the playoffs this season. But, you know what I'm saying, as we as we get into the actual playoffs, though, so, I mean, just just real quick, quick hitters at least, man, for, for you, like what's been the, the biggest – you know, just the biggest thing that's caught your eye out of all these series um, so I, far? Should I bury the like lead? Should I bury the lead or should I like should we get right into it? Because we could we could I think you know what before we get crazy, let's let's talk about that that Minnesota um that Minnesota Memphis um series, which looks like it's gonna be the most compelling series that we have left. By far, but not even close. Um, yeah, like so like this is what we wanted. You know, this is the type of matchup we you know we thought that Brooklyn and Celtics uh matchup would be. It would be something like this as a two-seven, but this is the two-seven that really is still in the show. Um, you know, a lot of young talent on both of these teams, a lot of young talent on both of these teams, and the two headliners for both teams haven't played their part. And it's killing me, it's killing me to kill my 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 kin Ja Moran, but he has to get his head out of his ass. But you know, just seeing how yeah, deep so that both of these teams are. What happened? 
So I mean, I don't have an issue with the tweeting, man. These kids is 22 <laughs> years old. They're going to tweet. Like, I mean, we got to stop. There's a Kobe would never tweet. Okay. Kobe was born. Kobe was playing movies in 96, bro. Like, he had nothing to tweet about when he was 22. There was no tweet. No fucking internet. So let's get it out the way. But, like, I think just the young stardom and just, like, we say all the time, like, the league's in good hands. But both of these teams are very deep. Um, And they have an identity. And they, it's interesting to watch them. They're both talking shit. They're both going at it, and I think you know it has to go seven. I need it to go seven. I mean, if, yeah, man. Like I said, it, it's it's funny just like watching this series because it's been back and forth. I think even before, just like the prognosticators talking about that series itself. Um, like I said, I I watched all of those. Um, I watched all of those regular season games between those two teams, and I knew this was going to be a war. I think some people like, and I, like I said, this is not really against Memphis. I I think this was possibly perhaps the the worst first round matchup they could have had. Yeah, um, sure. that they could have really pulled up. And, yeah, even, like, looking at the stats real quick, you know what I'm saying, they split the four games in regular season 2-2. After four games, it's 2-2. Um, cumulative points scored out of all of those games, 923 for Minnesota, 913 for Memphis. Quarters, 117 for Minnesota, 15 for the Grizzlies, one tie. Like, these two teams are, are evenly matched. And, um, like, like, I mean, starting, like, even, like, game, game three was just, like, in, insane – um, theatrics, one of their most, one of the most ridiculous runs that I mean, you know, comeback or, or collapse comebacks, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like I wish it was hindsight for me because I was watching that game and I kind of had a feeling it was gonna happen the whole time, just just watching the fourth. But I mean, what's on the on the court at least for you? We we spoke about Ja. Um, obviously, um, <laughs> it's it's just funny because we talk about Carl Anthony Towns, who uh, is an enigma as a talent in his own right. And like I said, I watched, I watched the Wolves very closely throughout the season. So I've said many of these points about this team, about about Towns, specifically on this pod before, and they've kind of just all come to the light during the series, uh, whether it's, you know, his, his press game conference, what he's saying in the presser, the stupid fouls, offensive fouls, the Magic Johnson, hee-hee. <laughs> passes all the all the stuff that cat is doing but for you at least what's really stood out to you from obviously like i said the most compelling series um in the in the playoffs right now um i think for me right now is obviously just with the nba in general like no lead is safe so like let's start there let's not like you know no like both of these teams are going to be able to to put up runs and get back into the game um again like i said earlier the depth you know somebody like desmond bain you know who is taking up for Josh Slack right now. You know, we wax poetic about Desmond all the time, but he's really coming into his own in the playoffs right now. Cat and and Jaron Jer- Jackson, they can't stay out of foul trouble. They can't get out their own fucking way. Jaron Jackson hasn't looked good in this series at all. Um, I think if he even remotely resembled good Jaron Jackson, you know, this series could be over pretty quickly, but he hasn't been. And, I mean, some of that is on, obviously, the Minnesota game plan. Um, shout out to Memphis coach, actually, for um, – you know, making that switch from Steven Adams. Steven Adams is unplayable in this in this series right now. Um, and he went to Xavier Tillman. He went to Brandon Clark. So again, the depth with the with the Memphis Grizzlies and just coaches being able to press press different buttons. I don't know what to take from this. I I, I want to say Memphis pulls it out just because they have the more home games. But like we said, like this is this is these teams are as even as it gets for this series. Yeah, and I think even if we just talk about like to take, I think like a. I think after game three, people just thought they were going to fold. And honestly, after a game like that, 
<laughs> like some teams definitely would have folded. It's hard to come back from blowing that type of lead. Um, has to be deflating. But you know, I think I think you know just the just the way they came back in Game Four. I think that just kind of says. You know what I'm saying? I think they know they can play with Memphis, um, you know what I'm saying, whenever they're executing. And I've said this, you know, because I've tweeted this before, just in terms of they they have to, you know, Memphis Memphis is just sturdy and solid. They they kind of just always there. Um, that De- Desmond Bain always finds a way to get his shot off. It's, you know what I'm saying, it's really, um, it's really a captivating series. But just for, just for Minnesota, and I think, um, yeah, these next three games will be extremely interesting. Um, just, just to see how it plays out. I think even, um, you know, I think this is another thing that played out, another theme that played out during the regular season, just about how well, uh, Minnesota has guarded, uh, John Morant. And I think, you know, just about like, it's the high wall that they're playing on defense. Um, they're throwing like two, three guys at John Morant on there. And I think, you know what I'm saying? I think you can make the argument that Desmond Bain has been the best player on on the Grizzlies in, in this series, which For sure. you know what I'm saying, we're huge, we're huge Desmond Bain fans. So nothing to take away from him. But um, but yeah, man, I think like I said, this this series has been phenomenal. Um I I, I kind of like gun in my head, I think the Wolves got a chance to to take them out of there. But um but yeah real real quick just moving on um I, I guess you know moving around the league real quick what other you know what other um series would you want to hit on that's like set out to you obviously I mean there's the there's the Celtics next, as as you did get to. But what else? What else did you want to, um, you know, get to? Or what else has stand, stood out to you so far? How much of a bad matchup that Denver Nuggets Warriors series is? Um, that lack of perimeter play for Denver right now is is so fucking glaring. Um, you know, those three, you know, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry are having their fucking way, and I've seen a lot of. You know, as NBA Twitter, we know is a cesspool. A lot of, you know, if Jokic wins the MVP, they should take it away because he gets swept in the first round. Obviously, firstly, we know this is a regular season um, award. And, and and secondly, you know, they're saying you know, Jokic is getting clamped up. The man's averaging 29 and 13 in this series. So, you know, I think you got to sit there and take think about how good he is for us to sit there and see him struggle a little bit. Look at those counting stats and then say he's getting locked up. Um, I just think it's been a nightmare matchup and it, it's, it may call into question things for like Mike Malone, which I think are pretty much unfair right now. Cause he's not with a stacked deck. Um, but you know, I, I just, I'm interested to see the fallout of that series. Um, if Denver does get fucked. Yeah. Like I said, I, I personally, like, I remember I saw your tweet on this, but like, yeah, I thought it would be hard for, for Denver to really make that a competitive series as good as, as Jokic is obviously. It's and hard I to think bet against other- for me though. I think that's yeah, no, nah, obviously it's always to, yeah. hard to it's always hard to bet against Jokic, but I think just this like this like this is another like obviously once you get to the get to the playoffs, it's all about matchups, and I think this matchup for for Jokic is a tough one for him to to do the God mode thing against because um, obviously the the Warriors just the way that they play in their off ball um, the off ball nature and, and all of the the um, the movement that they play with um, that's not a great fit for Jokic as well, especially, um, you know, saying he's going to be stretched in defensively trying to, um, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep up with that. I think even, um, what was it? Game two, when he got um, ejected, you watching yeah. that game closely, it was like, you could just see that he was like, um, the, the frustration, um, you know, in his, in his, like, on his body part, uh, or his, his body language, just, you know what I'm saying? How, how tough it was for him, 
um to to carry everything on that team but but yeah obviously it's always weird it's it's always just weird to me whenever we get into the playoffs and every single playoff game becomes you know this this uh redemption arc for you know basically confirming the biases or confirming whoever you thought you know what I'm saying deserve the MVP awards and it's a it's a the playoffs is a completely different season you can throw away the regular season once the playoff starts uh, but like I said it's all about matchups um and I, honestly you could even look at like box scores you could throw away the box scores once you get to the playoffs it's all about getting w's like whether it's ugly or not so um yeah like i said i think it'll be interesting to see what memphis does i mean uh what the what denver does part of me in the in the off season and how they uh because i think even if they just run it back i'm not sure if that's the it's not i don't know way. it's not gonna be enough at all man yeah, it's not it's not going to be enough just to just to say, all right, cool, we're getting Michael Porter uh, Jr. back, we're getting Jamal Murray back. Um, I think their window windows close really quick, and I think that's another thing we we could get to when we talk about the that Jazz Mavs series. Obviously, it's tied up at two two, but easily could have been three one, and and some of those some of those games just look you know disgusting from from the Jazz perspective. But um, yeah, I think you know from from Denver point of view. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting what they do. I think talking about Golden State real quick, because uh, they've just kind of been – we didn't get a chance to see a lot of the uh, the postseason – or I mean the death lineup for that team or, or all of those guys really play together. Um, obviously, Clay missed the, the early part of the season. Steph was in and out. Um, Draymond missed the stretch. Um, and and Jordan Poole has, has honestly just reached a completely different level um, on that back half and, and, you know, hitting his stride during the regular season. But, you know, I, this, this team is frightening to me. Um, when we talk about, you know, legitimate championship contenders. Um, we'll touch on the sun series in a, in a moment and, and just, you know, what that Booker injury does to them. But like, where are you at on, on the, on the warriors? Because obviously they, they just look like they're, they're hitting their stride. Um, the offense is moving seamless. Steph hasn't even been inserted back into the uh, lineup yet. And obviously, I know I, I just think Memphis has no, I mean, I could think again. Um, Denver has no chance at at really guarding all of those guys. They were really never a great defensive team one. Um, and it's just kind of a lot for all those guys to stop everything that's going on on the Warriors. But where are you at on, on this Warriors team? And you know what I'm saying? Just projecting um, their odds at making it out the West. So I need to see what they look like against a different matchup, obviously. Um, you know, this is the first time that this death lineup has been, you know, really gotten to go um, this season. And like we said, Denver has no perimeter challenge. Like, the, they're not even working on the defensive end, um, Golden State. Like, they're not – they don't have to work on the defensive end on the perimeter. You know, like Will Barton's Will Barton. Obviously, shout out to Will Barton. But he's not putting fear in any of those boys' hearts. And they're they're allowed to run free on offense when he's on the other side. So it's like, you know, the next I assume the next matchup would either be between the Wolves or the the Grizzlies, which are teams that kind of boast a little bit more on the perimeter side. Um, so I, I would like to see that just in terms of how they handle that being that type of lineup also on the defensive end. Like, is it going to allow them? Are they going to be allowed to play that lineup with that much time? um on a team that is able to match them athletically um on the on the death lineup so i mean i i think depending on what booker looks like because i do think the suns get through this series without without him depending on where when he comes back and how he's feeling um that'll be able i'll be able to put my my final stamp on that but i, I do think you know obviously the warriors 
are the second best bet um, when everybody's healthy to get out this get out of this uh, conference. Yeah, like I think they just have the you know what I'm saying. This is, <laughs> I think the series everybody wants to see obviously is that that Phoenix and um, that Phoenix Golden State series, and that would be a uh, a Western Conference Finals that's le- matchup. Either. That's legacy right there. That's legacy. Either way, and there's Ball. a there's a lot. There's a lot going on on that. Obviously, there's a CP3, um, you know, Steph Curry thing. Um, you know, that that dynamic of, of, you know, I think just Steph always, for the most part, you know, outplaying and getting the best of, of CP3. Um, you know, I think I, I love I would love to see, you know, Devin Booker in that dynamic because he he's the type of guy that has the ability to really raise his, raise his game and be a difference maker yeah. in, that, in that series. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just scary uh, how good the Warriors are playing right now. Um, everybody's in the you know you got to have the bodies man i think right now they have they have the excess of like like kaminga can't even break into their uh playoff rotation right now too many bodies in front of him um the execution isn't um you know always consistent and sharp with him so there's a reason why he's not um you know getting consistent minutes but um between the defense draymond's you know draymond's having a phenomenal um you know series as well so uh that's that's another thing um you know because i think denver's obviously gonna 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 go out uh, shortly, I think they're, they're playing right. Uh, they're playing right now. Yeah, they're playing right now. Yeah, um, So yeah, it might it might be you know grand opening, grand closing for for them. Um, I think you know touching upon. Um, I mean, what other series really really stood out to you um, as we run through this? Uh, just these I mean, quick takeaways. Yeah, we can get into the the only other what series that's close. We gotta go to Boston. Obviously, we didn't we didn't talk about. Yeah, yeah. We didn't oh, really, I'm I'm really really in the, the 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 chamber right now, charging up for that real quick. So I if I have to go on a Stephen rant for that one, but quickly on that, you know, Dallas and and Utah series. Um, like you said, it's been ugly. Lucas finally back. Jalen Brunson showed um why people bag, were high on bag him. alert. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna get paid. This is this is the time, and this you know, shout out to that young man because he he secured the bag um in three playoff games. So um Luca's back, you know, so that that helped. That's obviously good for Denver. I mean, not Denver. Why am I doing this now? With Dallas, um, you know, in terms of having their best player back, it did make the dynamic a little bit different. Obviously, when somebody that ball dominant comes back, the offense has to kind of revert back to what it was. So Dinwiddie suffered a little bit there, obviously with playing time and touches, but he's looked halfway decent as, you know, he didn't in the beginning of the season. He was a little after fact. So he got a a brand new life when he got to Dallas. Yeah. So, you know, Dallas is, you know, looking formidable and Utah still somehow in this, right? 2-2, you know, Donovan Mitchell finally passed it to to Rudy Gobert for that alley to seal the game. Like it's one of those things where this team – Mike Conley is a corpse, and I you know. Shout out to Mike Conley. You were one of my favorite players, but you are a corpse of yourself. You are not helping this team right now. Um, and this team just looks like a team that's kind of just too talented to get swept <laughs> by the Mavericks. But like, they don't look like they want to be out there playing together. And you know, the intrigue with like the Knicks front office at the game, which has been humorous because why is that getting reported? Like, you know, we're seeing William Wesley and Julius Randle courtside. And the funny thing about it is they could be scouting anybody, right? Like they could be there looking looking for anyone. It could be Brunson, it could be Mitchell, it could be it it could be um, you know, just anyone on either sides of that that kind of that that matchup. So it's like no one knows what's there. And I think the Knicks just are, are being dickheads there, but you know, no Knicks talk. This is the playoffs. Um Utah, Utah looks like they're going to bow out of this series, but I can't I can't even bet on that right now because they're they're good enough to beat Dallas. 
they're they're just been unserious, and you know I'm a big <laughs> like I said I like Donovan Mitchell's my guy, and like because pre-draft I've just been high on him coming out. So like even like some of the the flaws and the quirks that he has, the weaknesses in his game, I watch. Like watching him a lot, I think people forget that he's six one. Like he's a small guard. I think sometimes we talk about like his efficiency issues around the basket, um, or some of like the you know just like when he's finishing again like big guys, um, or like even even like the sporadic shot selection sometimes, which is sometimes his shot selection can be nut. But he's a shot hunter. That's kind of his role on the team. But but yeah, like I think like you said, you talk about that Utah team. And I think obviously it's real easy to be like make it a, a Gobert or or Donovan Mitchell thing and. I think their problems are deeper than that. Like, I think, I, I think I just like, obviously it's a two, two series. Um, you know what I'm saying? Best of three at this point, anything can happen in, in a, in a best first to two games, a uh, first to win two games, obviously. But, you know, just, just taking a look at, you know, the actual team and, and thinking about the Utah team as in general, like even for as much, obviously you have the, uh, the series that everybody brings up the Clipper series with Gobert, Terrence Mann in the corner hitting like six threes or whatever it was, um, you know, Quinn Snyder actually adjusting and, and, and downsizing a little bit more. But, like, and I think it's tough because for what they both do, I think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are really, really good. Um, and at, in, in the top, in, you know, in the upper percentile of players at their position, um, however you want to uh, snake it. But in general, I, I kind of just think watching this team, they just reached, you know, the ceiling that they've possibly had, whether it's like a first or a second round team. And I think it's defensively, and it's not necessarily to put this on Gobert. Um, that's it's a really they have a really small team in general. Like they they depend on Rose O'Neal to be their stopper and, and defend um the best the best defender on another team. Rose O'Neal is all of six four, bro. Like I know we could do the we could do the wingspan, positionless basketball, but he's still six four and and you're asking a lot for him um to really be that stopper. Um, on that side of the ball for for the uh, for the Jazz, like I already mentioned, how Donovan Mitchell is a small guard, even if he has a insane wingspan. Conley Conley is is six one, obviously he's a small guy. Um, Jordan Clarkson never really been interested in playing defense. These I are and, and like I, I like <laughs> yeah, I love um, shout out to both of the Bogdanoviches, man. I say this all the time; those two dudes are killers. If, I, if I'm making a team and I need and I need like a bucket getter that that I know is gonna give me buckets and, and, you know what I'm saying? Gamers, cold-blooded killers. You know, I'm, I would take both of those guys part of my rotation at, at any moment, but yeah. he's not the best defender. He's kind of better at, at, you know, defending in the post, but he's not a big guy either. He's better at post defending, but he, you know, he's not, he doesn't move his feet well. So, um, you know what I'm saying? I don't think, I think like there's some untapped potential there with the duo. I don't know if, you know, Rudy and, and Gobert, I mean, Rudy and uh, Donovan will actually get to, to, to see there to get that moment, but it, it's going to be interesting because I think they're just missing like some some more rangy defenders on that team, and that's my problem with that Utah team. Um, they're kind of just real dependent on on the Gobert to be you know the equalizer defensively, and if you can, you know, what I'm saying if you can uh, put him in space and 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 spread the floor out with shooters, um, and really attack their guards, which is just like insane, you know, to see the level of how Jalen Brunson and um Spencer Dinwiddie was just headhunting uh yeah. all of their all of the guards on on Utah and that's a collective issue and I brought up to end to end that thought on um on Donovan Mitchell but you know what I'm saying just just watching um his defensive he's he's apathetic on defense sometimes he's in La La Land on defense too sometimes he's not really you know trying much 
and you can see that as well. But in in general, you know, what I'm saying I think it's real easy to tell, um, you know, what I'm saying what the weakness of that team is. But I mean, you know, so I, I did just want to talk about. I mean, there's there's more. I'm not going to write them out just yet as far as that Nets team go. Like I have, like just just quick thoughts on them real quick. Like because we talk about. We talk like everybody like Nash is obviously going to be the fall guy, and this is not a cape for for Steve Nash, and and I mentioned this before, but though like Katie and Kyrie get more blamed to me, and obviously you're not going to fire the players. Uh, Kyrie has an extent. I mean, he has a. I think he's a free agent coming up. Um, yeah. Like obviously, and and like I don't know what type of contract you you'd want to give Kyrie, but you know what I'm saying they're playing the way that they want to play, and. <laughs> Like obviously the, the whole feel from from the from the get go was kind of like, you know, Steve Nash was just kind of like a cool cool ass camp counselor, um, you know, just to keep the vibes they right. Said we, they the, said we don't the, need a coach, man. They said those are that's a that's a verbatim quote. So you know it's it's um you know watching that team and and just seeing how they're playing right now and obviously like I said it's real easy to say oh yeah you know Steve Nash isn't doing anything. Katie and Kyrie are playing exactly how they want to play. Yep. And and like we could we could kill Nash and this like I said it's not me caping for Nash but those those guys are doing what they want to do out there and like KD obviously he was good he was good on curveball he didn't want to do the whole motion based offense um and and Kyrie himself like Kyrie you put you put the ball in Kyrie's hands and those guys want to go to work one on one and obviously there's, there's ways to get them um you know easier baskets but Bose Holland is going crazy right now uh shout to him but. You know, just just in general, those guys are to me. They're playing the way that they want to play right now, and and just in, you know, I think just looking at at that team and kind of just the vision. And we talk about how important depth is. Like you know, having a versatile roster is is very important in this day and age. If you're gonna do the whole top, you know, the you know superstar, you know, super team, you know, thing, um, you put in a lot on your top two guys. You know what I'm saying? I think you kind of have. In my opinion, you kind of got to have you know two top ten players for it to really be a super team. I don't think Kyrie's a top ten player, but that's just my he's personal not. opinion. <laughs> he's <laughs> not, but that, he has but, a mean left to right, so everybody, you know, he's top seventy five. But you know, that's the, and that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at on it for this for this next team. Obviously, if Ben Simmons was healthy, it would it would make a difference. And you know, what I'm saying give credit to Boston. Like I said, I like I hate Boston, but it's hard for me to I, it's hard for me to hate this team because I don't hate Tatum, I don't hate Brown. I don't really got anything against it's hard. Like it's easier to hate Al Horford's sister than it is to hate Al, Al Horford himself. Yeah. Uh Marcus Smart don't really hate him either. So it's just like Ime Adoka. I just hate Boston. I just hate Boston. I just hate Boston. I I just hate Boston. Like I would love to see them lose in the second round, but you know, it's just something yeah. like you know, praying on the Nets demise. And and it, we're we're getting we're on the eve of that. So I don't know if you had any more thoughts on on that. Yeah, man. I mean, let's. I just want to not bury the lead here and, and just go into it. Like, you know, I, I've been seeing some rumblings, you know, over the last season about the type of player that Kyrie is. And, you know, he has a strong fan base and he's very talented. Um, I think we overrate him and his impact. You know, he, he's the, one of the most skilled players in the game of all time. Honestly, if you want to say that his handle's great, he can, he can do everything you need him to do. Um, but a lot of that comes at the expense of the team around him. And let's just keep it frank. Like his playoff record without Braun, And I hate to do that is, is very light when you put it in the light. Like there's, you know, there's, there hasn't been much success there. And he's the one that axed out. He was tired of getting little broad. 
Um, you know, he made the comments when they got KD, like, I finally feel like I got a motherfucker next to me that can make that shot in the clutch. Well, here, here they are, man. And, and, you know, we, we clowned Harden for leaving because this is what he wanted to come through and leave, but maybe he was right. And it was like, you know, like, and I hate to say it, right? Like, but maybe, maybe Harden was right because I'm not a fan of leaving and quitting on your team either, but Kyrie didn't get vexed. Um, you know, and that's a medical thing and I don't want to get into that, but it's just one of those things where it's like, now we're getting comments, you know, on the pressers, like, you know, the Celtics have had time to gel. We haven't like now all the excuses are starting to come up and, you know, no. And I think that's testament to what the Celtics are doing to them. Um, but I, I do think we have to sit here and look at Kyrie's overall impact and his his quote unquote stardom because you could just have him as a hired gun, a hired offensive gun. But can he be unless you have a LeBron, right, one of the best players of all time, can he be the second best player on your team for a championship? Yeah, I think like I'm I, I I'm with you on on all of that, and I think I'll I'll finish here just about him and like that team, like the chemistry on that team looks like they've just been disjointed, and you know they look like a team that hasn't played a lot together. Um, because honestly, they they really <laughs> like together, like you know what I'm saying you 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 could discredit the um, and we talk a lot about you know we talk a lot about that that you know hypothetical switch flipping the switch, but you know it's hard to just you know wake up one day and. And you know, you know start having championship habits for that. Yeah. Like they thought they were just gonna like out talent the rest of the league. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I think uh they're just a little closer to the pack than they expected. Katie and Kyrie by themselves at least. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Ben Simmons can come in and, and make a and make an impact on them in the future. Um, but they down 3-0, so that looks kind of bleak at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think that could you know, quick little 30 minute on on the first round of the playoffs. We'll be back with some content soon. Raz, anything else you want to lead the people with before we get out of here, bro? Um, yeah, no, I was told that the Raptors was gonna be the Sixers. Um, so basically everyone that said that, um, I hope you have eaten your words and you feel like a fucking idiot because there was no shot. Um, but yeah, nah, we're gonna be back, you know, big week coming up. NFL draft is this week. We have some content for y'all. I know we keep telling y'all we got content, but we life, life, life is life right now but we about to make it happen for y'all. Um, we got to have this content coming up next week, NFL draft, NBA draft. So please stay tuned to that. Um, and, you know, I can't wait. NBA playoffs, we're in a good spot right now. We out of here, man. We'll be back with more content soon.